Welcome back to the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Bergio, and I have such a rad guest for you guys today because this is coming out in a time where we're probably all spending a shit ton of money. And for a lot of us, that gives us anxiety, that can give us a lot of stress. It actually, in the moment, can feel really good, but then the residual effects of spending, I don't know, money you don't have or money you should be saving can really, really take a toll on so many of us. So today, I am welcoming Nikki Ferguson to the show. Yay. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. So excited to talk to you because I love bringing insight to financial literacy to the beauty industry mm-hmm. because like myself, I was a shit show with my money back in the day. And, um, it's taken me many, many years to recover from all the mistakes I made. And just, I look at where I could have been now versus where I am because I didn't love my money. I didn't let my money love me back and I didn't learn how to respect my money. So Nikki Ferguson is a money mentor who teaches entrepreneurs how to make the most of their money and find freedom in their lives using financial strategy and money mindset. So if that is not you, then you can just get off this podcast right now because I'm pretty <laughs> all of us. Mm-hmm. Even if you love your money, even if you are financially aware, even if you you know, have a great savings, you've got a runway, you're doing all the right things. There's still more that can be done in a good way, not in a bad way. So not to scare you or overwhelm you. So Nikki, welcome to the show again. I just am so excited to talk about this with you because, um, I feel like for so many people, women, especially mm-hmm. it's a taboo thing. We don't get to talk about it. Like the dudes do. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. And that's, you know, really what brought me to, I hope women, I always say women entrepreneurs, women business owners, because we aren't or haven't been allowed to talk about this in the past. So, um, you know, it's just bringing it to light and making it like, this is normal. We can talk about this. We can have money. It's not just for the dudes, you know, uh, we're allowed to be wealthy and rich and, um, take care of our lives, right. Have our own freedom. We're allowed to be unapologetically wealthy as mm. a new term I've loved to, to say. And, you know, money affirmations are one of the, the biggest ones that I use mm-hmm. daily. And um, I think more than anything, it's helped shift my mindset from scarcity into investing in myself, into like investing in this new space I just took on, like knowing that if I invest in myself in the biggest way possible, like it's only going to return hardcore, but it's also calculated and educated investments, right? Like we can't just throw shit at the wall and see if it's going to stick. It's like (laughs) what to do with your money in the right time. And like math is, they always, what's Chris Harder always says like math Math is the path. (laughs) Yeah. And so when you know your numbers, when you know what you're making in your business, you know what you're spending in your business, um, you know what your hard numbers are like so much easier to make these decisions based off of like, you know, facts rather than like an emotional emotional decision. Right. So talk to us about some of the things that like your clients struggle with and, and then why you're so passionate about helping us figure this shit out. Um, okay. Yeah. So a conversation that has come up with two different people just randomly separately has been, you know, how to know when it's okay to, to invest in yourself. Like this is a lot of money. Like both have come to me and been like, I don't know, you know, like, I don't know, but both have been investments into their businesses, coaching, masterminds, that type of thing. And the one thing that I say is like, what is future you 
going to say about this? So six months to a year to five years down the road, are you going to look back and go, yes, I'm so glad that I um, invested in myself, that I took time, that I educated myself and furthered myself? Or are you going to look back and be like, what? Why did you do that? You know, like that was a waste of money. Um, So really just checking in, like you said, emotional money decisions are usually where we get in trouble. Because we let ourselves feel like I know that personally myself, I have made decisions when I've been in a vulnerable spot and later regretted them because I didn't think it through. It was just this promise of like, I will fix everything for you. When you invest here, it's going to be it's going to change your life. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm buying that. And I was buying into um, trying to buy my worth rather than like, I'm worthy, but I want to learn more about myself and I want to make this better. Um, So yeah, just really looking at, is this going to make me better? Is this going to make me money? (laughs) Is this going to make me happier? Um, And all those sorts of things. It doesn't have to be money. Sometimes people invest in their health um, and in their mental wellness and all those things. So it doesn't have to be like business related, but is it going to better you and your life? Definitely. Like definitely invest in the future self that you want to be like, what's your future self going to thank you for? Is mm-hmm. it going to thank you for spending that money on shit you don't need? Is it going to thank you for working a little bit more so that you can afford the thing that you say you want? Um, I find that that's the thing I run into a lot with my clients is I get the whole backstory of like, well, I don't want to be rich and I just want to make enough to mm. And then we go over to what, <laughs> to have the nice car, to live where you want, which we live in San Diego. So there's that to travel, to only work X amount of weeks a year, to only work this many hours. And I'm like, well, then you need to be rich in order to do all those things, because that's not just getting by people that just get by. don't have all of those things. They don't get to live that life. And so it's like breaking the pattern of saying that they don't want the money. It's like the repellent of that. So do you find that a lot of people will come to you with like, I want help with this, but they'll preface things with like, but I don't need to make too much money or I don't need to have the, like, it's almost like a, they want it, but they don't. It's like, there's two people and they're fighting over, over what they really want. Yeah. Yeah. And I used to be this person too. So <laughs> I would be like, I don't need to make that much. If I just make this X amount, then I'll be fine and I can live. But yeah, like you're saying, like, money we don't want money to like swim around in it like scrooge mcduck right we want money to better our lives to have the freedom to work when we want how many hours we want where we want you know and live where we're going to be rather than um just surviving and living for the next paycheck like what a, a peace and security like having money can give you is like, it changes your whole quality of life. And yeah, I do have people come and they say, well, it feels selfish. Um, it feels shallow to want money. And I'm like, Hey, but what can you do with that money? Cause also when we have a lot of money, we can be more generous. We can be more giving, um, contribute to worthy causes, something that's like close to our hearts. And so I'm like, okay, so what if, you know, you want everybody to be fed, like, Okay, so instead of being like, I'm going to hold all this money, maybe you you give money to that. And so, you know, I talk about finding a way to give back if it is 
deep on your heart, but then also finding that you are worthy. And because you have, or you are receiving doesn't mean you're taking from someone else. Cause I think that's a big, a, a common misconception. Like if I have more, other people are going to have less. If I have more, other people are going to have less. And I feel like people don't realize that they think that, but they do. Because if you have people in your life, family, especially, but even close friends, and you start to go in the upwards trajectory of making more money than them, then substantially more money than them. You almost feel bad for them that you're leaving them behind. So it's almost like you have to play down things. And I've caught myself doing that in the past where, you know, I was ready to buy a new car, but I, then I bought it and didn't tell anybody. It was like, I didn't want to celebrate it with anybody. And I, that's when I really started realizing I maybe wasn't um, spending time with the people I should, as far as like having those big conversations around being unapologetic about making money, because my goals are bigger than myself. And Mm -hmm. yeah, if I just made, you know, a couple hundred thousand a year, I, I, I personally would be fine, but I wouldn't be able to contribute in the ways that I love to do, you know, and now that I'm in a, in a, tier above the one I, I was before, you know, I come from a tipping business. Like everyone in my industry, like we thrive and live off of that extra money that we make in tips. It can be anywhere from an extra 10, 20, $30,000 a year in just getting tips on the services. And so even just yesterday at lunch, being able to leave the guy at the cafe, I ate a $20 tip. I don't know him. He did an exceptional job. Uh, my, my ticket wasn't worthy of a $20 tip, but you know, you see that all the time. And it's like, those are the moments where it's just 20 bucks. But at the end of the day, that extra 20 bucks could have made the gas that he needed to get home that day. So it's like what Nikki's saying, like finding a cause that makes it bigger than you makes it so much more of a rooted why in order to like grow your business and to find ways to be more financially abundant. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, have never been in beauty, but I have been a server. So I know the whole tipping, like I mean, that's how I survived as a server. Like you get paid $2 an hour. Mm -hmm. So it's like when I'm able to go out and leave somebody like this huge tip, like I know, like one time a guy left me $400 and it like, it made my month. Like I was like, oh my God, you know, it's like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But to him, it was a drop in the bucket, right? right? It was not a lot of money. And he just felt like, I'm going to give this, it was a large party, but still like that was a lot of money for one table, one night. And, um, yeah, being able to make that affect somebody else's life and give them what they might need is amazing. It's so powerful. And I think this has come up a couple of times in conversation with, um, other money experts that we've had on the show is just, you know, maybe that's not your thing. Maybe the tip, you know, analogy for you, isn't like sealing the deal, but you know, what if someone in your family needed a surgery or needed something and, and no one else could help them? But if you could write an extra $10,000 check to them without batting an eye, like how amazing would that feel to know that money fixed the problem, right? And so that's what people say, you know, more money, more problems. I actually think it's the exact opposite. It's like more money, more abundance, and yeah. more you can give and share and create just whether it's amazing experiences for people, whether it's your community, your business, however that looks for you, like, you know, it's, it's so amazing that we get to have these conversations and it's, I, I just, it's funny. Cause I now want to talk about money so much more on this show that I'm like, am I going to turn this into a money podcast just for hairdressers or for the beauty industry? Because I like my, I worked in a salon where we had over 32 stylists and then there was a few people in the spa on the front desk. And, you know, I knew the owner and the backstory on finances with a couple other things and some previous salon owners, as far as finances went. And I'm like, are we just an illiterate group of 
you know, badass creatives who just can't get our money shit together. It's like blew my mind. But in all fairness, a lot of us started in this career really young. We probably, a lot of us were servers before and then got into the beauty industry with no business education, with no framework around how to save, how to budget, how to even pay attention to our revenue. So many people didn't even do taxes when I first started. It's like we avoided, avoided, avoided the thing that we thought was scary when in reality it would have empowered us so much more if we would have just had, you know, finance school. Right. So it's like, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say the thing that scares you the most is the thing that you should like lean into. And and if money is a trigger for you, um, that's where someone like you comes into play. Right. And you can help people kind of work through that mindset shifts with what easy tools and, and strategies that you have put together. So can you tell us what like your programs look like that you can help people with? Cause I know, I know there's so many people listening that are like, fuck, she's talking about me. Damn it. <laughs> I wanted to not talk about this. Or uh, it. Yeah. So one of the things like I, what I build my business on is make friends with your money as weird and kooky as that sounds, but like you have to treat your money like a friend. Like, would you ignore your friend and then expect to still have that friendship around? No. So like, even if your friend like does something you don't like, you're still going to be their friend. Right. So really getting to know your money, getting to know your numbers is where we start. Um, and for, here's a freebie, like have money dates. So like weekly, monthly, whatever, sit down in front of your computer. Most people do online banking now, I'm guessing. Um, and get centered, you know, turn on some music, uh, light a candle, get to where you're feeling good, maybe dance before. I love to dance. Not everybody does, but, um, and sit down and check your account, check your balances, check, you know, how much do I owe? And then like, just get comfortable with it and take the emotion out of it. Like we talked about, um, when we look at it and we start to panic, it's not good. So you've got to like, be like, okay, this is a number. Okay. It's a number. It's a number. Numbers don't have emotions, right? So just getting to know them and like seeing them for what they are. Um, so as far as my programs, I do have uh, a hybrid group coaching program I'm launching in January, late January, early February. Haven't decided a date yet, but um, it's called Love Your Money. So we're going to go past being friends with your money to loving your money. And we're really going to get into like actual tangible money steps to take. Like I'll help you. I'll walk through everything with you. You're going to get one one one-on-one call a month. And then in the group calls, we're going to go over money mindset. What's making you think the things that you think what's behind those stories, like those subconscious beliefs that we have about money that we don't even realize that we have, um, like we were talking about earlier. So, um, yeah, that's what I have coming up. And, uh, I help mostly, um, women business owners, like I said, because our, um, incomes, our money is not the same. It's not consistent. It changes every day, every month, you know? So it's really like, you have to be extra, extra careful with it. You have to be pay extra attention to it because it is a constantly moving, growing thing and, um, really giving it the attention it deserves. Well, and you're speaking to our 
like whole industry too, because like the influx of cash coming in, if you have a really busy week and then you have a slow week, if you are going into the holidays, if you're taking time off and you're jamming everybody in one week and then there's zero income coming in the next week, you know, that's what I love. I've kind of labeled everyone in my industry an accidental entrepreneur (laughs) generally like in corporate, you get a, you get a salary more or less. You get a salary or you get paid hourly and have to work this many hours. And so you generally know about what your paycheck's going to be every two weeks or every month or however you get paid. Mm-hmm. And you can even budget your whole year based off of what that salary is. And so we don't have that as entrepreneurs. We don't have that as people in the industry like that. And so it's been really difficult when I sit down and do strategy like this one and money with people is getting them to project what their year is going to look like based off their numbers from the previous years. And it's like, I kept a paper book for years and I would write down every single day's worth of services. I would circle how many clients I did that day. I would circle what the tip was. And then I would total up the week. And then I would count how many clients I did that week. And I would count how much money was made based off the days. And I would calculate everything to where I knew exactly my hourly value, give or take. And then to top it off, I would, if I was having a slow week, say in the middle of September, I would go back to the years before book and I would flip through and see, oh, I was slow this week last year too. So I started to notice the trends and it gave me more peace of mind. It was like once, once I knew, yeah. it wasn't just say me, right? It wasn't just like, oh no, what happened to my business? I started to have more fluidity around, okay, well, I need to pay attention to when I'm busier, love on that money a little bit more rather than like, oh, I have an extra 700 bucks this week. I'm going to go to Nordstrom's. Like that was me. I was the queen of like, go do a bridal party that weekend, go straight to Nordstrom's or whatever. It was like thinking I made more than I actually did and not calculating in like all the things it costs to run my business. Um, And I can't tell you how empowering and powerful it was to like do that kind of work. So if you guys have been in need of like a container to do that in, I think working with a group program or working with a one-on-one mentor, like I wish I could have had access to someone. I don't even think it's like one of those things where I look back now. It's like, I didn't even know that I needed help the way I did, let alone, I wouldn't even have known where to turn to. Um, you know, my mom came from the old school mentality of like, you know, you just saved everything, which, you know, you do always the opposite of what your parents tell you. So, <laughs> There was, there was that. And it's like, we have so much education at our fingertips now that there's like no excuses not to have this part of your life be in order. And so like an eight week program can take you from stuck at the beginning of the year. And in the last two years in our industry, for a lot of people too, it's been so all over the place because of lockdown and us being shut down and all that shit. So you guys have been putting this stuff on the back burner. Nikki is the sweetest, most like she will hold your hand through this. She will not make you feel like an idiot. She will walk you through all the steps it's going to take to love your money. And I love that you named it that. That's like the coolest. I want to love my money. I want to watch it grow. I want to nurture it. I want to hang out with it. I want to like talk to it. (laughs) I want to do all the things. Um, So thank you for sharing that with us. If you could give like a piece of advice or like something that's touched you, that's helped you with your business. Could you share that with us? Like something that's like impacted you that someone told you or that you've come up with on your own? Oh, well, <laughs> I wasn't prepared yeah. for this. <laughs> yeah, it's like some kind of a takeaway that people can kind of like, you know, oh yeah, like a good piece of advice that you got. Mm. Uh, oh, okay. I'm looking at a note on my wall. So I'm going to go with this is the world needs your energy. Mm. <laughs> um, that's not money related, but for me, like a lot of, I was holding back a lot in my life. And so like deciding to put that out, um, has changed my life. So the world needs more of you. 
<laughs> I agree. I agree. And if your energy is stagnant and scarcity and victim, then you're not empowering. You're not in a place of high level. You're not going to be bringing in abundance. And so if money's been an issue and making you feel any of those ways I just listed, like we want all that good energy. And it's not like people have been kind of labeling this toxic positivity thing. And I'm like, it's not the fake it till you make it. It's the figure it out. Mm. So that you have clarity and you're empowered to then live your best life. And that's where like, even on a shit day, you can sit down and look at your money or you can sit down and look at where you're at and feel confident that like you're on the right path. Even if you happen to pond a bad day, you know, it's like all is well and you can still shift your energy into an abundant space. Um, so I want to go back to, and I, I didn't get to touch on how did you get into coaching around money? Was this an issue for you growing up? Was it something that you struggled with that you were like, Oh my God, I figured it out. And I need to tell everybody now. <laughs> Um, so I actually, my first job career was an accountant. Um, and so like, I've always loved like numbers and math, not necessarily money, but I loved like math, like making calculations work, but I did accounting and it was so boring that I could sit in a, in a cubicle. So I made it six months before I went back to school. Um, but yeah, so in that, then I went back to school and I became a teacher. And I was an elementary school teacher for nine years. But when I was a teacher, I was making a pretty decent income um, for where I live. And I was like, why don't I have extra money? You know, at one point I looked and I was like, what is, I'm making like double what I made, what I made as a staff accountant, I was making double. And um, I just couldn't figure it out. So that led me to start taking uh inventory, taking a look at my own money, um, because it wasn't something that I paid attention to. It wasn't something that I thought about. It was just like, oh, I have money now, so I'm going to go spend it, you know, so I would just spend it. But yet I had like tens of thousands of dollars on my credit card. And so like a huge chunk of my money was going to pay down debt. And I figured out that that's where a lot of my money was going. And once I started getting intentional with my spending and intentional with my money and actually thinking about um, what, where's my energy going? Cause when we put our money, it's putting out our energy, right? Once I started doing that, that's when I started finding extra, extra cash. Like I didn't get a raise. I wasn't making any extra money, but I had extra money um, because I was paying attention. I had gotten conscious about it. And yeah, so I found all of this freedom and I was like, why don't people know this? Why aren't we taught this? And I'm like, I have to share this with the world. So that is my crazy story about how I got here. (laughs) Love that. I love that because I think often, even in the entrepreneur journey, even in my industry, people just think if I make more money, then I will be happier or then I will be able to figure things out. You know, and it's like you can be wealthy on a lower amount of money income than you yeah. think. Like we don't need as much as we think we need. And if we let things get too out of control, that's where we feel like we need to scramble and like make more in order to pay for the things that we already spent the money on. If you're using credit cards or spending money before you have it. Um, So those are all like you were talking and I'm like, that was me as well. Like I, I just kept thinking if I made more then I wouldn't have the struggles, I wouldn't have the issues, but it wasn't that that wasn't the case you know, cause I really had kind of a similar income o- over my career and why did I have it at one point? And then I didn't have it at other points. And it was because 
I wasn't paying attention to it. I was using credit cards. I was spending before I was making it and just not really thinking through long-term what, what I wanted and therefore making decisions that weren't serving my future self. And that's like one of my favorite things that like a lot of other coaches talk about when it comes to investing too. It's like, how is this going to pay you dividends in the long run? And, you know, with like both of us being in the mastermind, just investing in courses and like communities and groups like that, where we can grow into that mindset of, you know, being and having and doing more, like it's so powerful, isn't it? It is. It really is. Yeah. And I think, you know, you were talking like, I think one of the biggest misconceptions is like, when I, when I make more money, then I'll be able to do this, then this will be fixed. But like, what if we start now? what if we figure it out now? And then you have extra money now. And then when more comes, like you've just got a like shit ton of money. Sorry. Can I say, <laughs> I already have the explicit on my podcast. So, so. Okay. <laughs> and it's just like raining buckets on you. And you're like, I know exactly what to do with this money. This is great. And the but more you have, the yeah. more you can invest in other things that can then pay dividends and, and return. So, uh, thank you so much for this. Where can people find you? Are you on social media, Instagram? Is that your place where you hang out the most? Yeah, I'm mostly on Instagram wildly underscore worthy. I also have a podcast called wildly worthy. Yes. So if you want to hear more of these juicy topic, you can follow Nikki over there and definitely listen to her podcast. We'll put all that stuff in the show notes. Um, Nikki, I love talking money. So after the holidays and you start your program, let's like share some testimonials from your program and see how people are doing in the new year with, with their finances, because I think we'll have to readdress this conversation in a couple months when, when all the spending has happened through December. So y'all listening right now, take it easy. Think about what your future self needs, wants, uh, versus what that immediate, like, uh, splurges right now. So sending you guys all so much love. Nikki, thanks for being on the show. It was great chatting with you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. We'll see you guys next time.